Hi everyone! Welcome to the Live Pono Love Pono podcast. We are a podcast that focuses on creating and building healthy relationships. Love Pono's mission is to provide a safe environment to help the community build and maintain healthy relationships through education, intervention, campus and community resources, and counseling. We educate our community through events, social media campaigns, and workshops to cultivate a campus culture of responsibility and respect, ultimately preventing interpersonal violence. We're excited to have you here today for today's podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our Live Pono Love Pono podcast. My name is Kayan, and I am a Love Pono assistant. Today, we have a special guest, Sarita. Sarita, do you mind giving our listeners a short introduction of yourself? Sure. Aloha and mahalo for this opportunity to talk story with you a little bit on the podcast. So my name is Sarita Washington and I'm originally a Philly girl. I'm a native of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, known as the city of brotherly and I want to say in parentheses and sisterly love. Um, And I originally moved here, um, I guess, almost three years now. And I moved here specifically to work um, for UH and to work at Leeward Community College, and more specifically to be a counselor in our counseling unit serving our early college population. So I work with students um, who are currently enrolled in high school, but also taking college classes. You can imagine how rigorous and challenging that must be for them. Um, I have so much respect for our students and when possible, I also help out with general student counseling as well for students who are trying to achieve their AA and move on with their life goals. So I'm really happy to be here. Um, I do have a background in mental health. I have a master's in counseling psychology. Prior to coming to Hawaii, I worked um, in a variety of systems serving youth in foster care, serving uh, children and families. Um, I did individual therapy with uh, individuals and families and couples. Um, And I also, conduct weddings. I'm a wedding officiant, so I like to be able to serve my couples that way as well, and I still do weddings here on island. Wow, that is that is a lot. Literally the whole nine yards. <laughs> what <laughs> it don't is you a lot. do? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's more about, and this is what I encourage my students to do, right? Tap into that special energy that you have, whatever it is, and then look at all the different ways that you can apply it. So um, for someone who is into culinary arts, but also into business, then there might be a way to combine those two interests, right? So it's, it's hardly ever that we're just really good at one thing. Oftentimes, we might be, uh, have talents in different areas that we can explore and you know, use as hobbies or use as part of our careers. So I try to get folks to, to remember that, that you, know, you should enjoy what you do, whatever it is, and find... Um, the the passion in you to be able to do it. And if you do it, the money will come, right? So I, I really believe that because you'll do it well and people, right. um, you know, will hire you when you're good at what you do. So um, the key is to find your passion so that you can do whatever it is you're doing really, really well and that you can feel good about it too. Right. I, I remember growing up, my grandpa would always say, you'll never work a day in your life if you love what you do. And- you can that's that's definitely what you're saying right here. For sure, for sure. And so my work with um, couples and um, serving families has also has really been a passion of mine because I like to try to encourage healthy relationships 
um, in, in families, in between individuals and families, with children and their parents, with um, the parents with each other. So uh, it's been very important. As a matter of fact, as an undergraduate student, I started my volunteer work with a domestic violence agency in Philadelphia. And then I continued that work, educating teenagers about dating violence. Uh, because at the time, in the 90s, and we're not going to talk about what part of the 90s, because then you'll know exactly how old I am. <laughs> Teen dating violence was a new topic. Like folks, um, adults didn't acknowledge that it was something that could happen in young relationships. And so um, it was something that we, we had to do a lot of education about in the school system and letting young people know, you know, how to have safe, healthy relationships. So that kind of is a theme throughout all of my work is making sure that folks can feel good about themselves and also feel good in their relationships with other people. Great. That is, that is such great background. And today we're here to talk about Ka'imi Loa, which falls into place with everything that you, you do here. So what is the meaning of Ka'imi Loa to you? Well, thank you for asking that question. Now, I am currently, you know, learning and spending a lot of time just trying to absorb knowledge of Hawaiian culture and working on my Olelo Hawaii with my colleagues. And it is my goal to take a Hawaiian language class one day in the future and Hawaiian studies. And so it was my, my colleagues and friends who educated me about this particular concept, ka'imi loa, meaning to seek knowledge. And it's interesting because um, a lot of times we think of knowledge in the context of learning in school, right? So um, someone taking classes at Leeward, for example. But we also can understand ka'imi loa to mean um, seeking knowledge of oneself as well. So I'm glad that you're bringing this up in the context of Los Pono because um, we can talk a little bit more about why it's important to know yourself, to, to have ka'imi loa, to be avaracious about, to use a word of my colleagues, um, avaracious about the pursuit of knowledge, to really want to find out um, and then to, to make efforts to find that out is really important. Um, my colleague uh, Calais has talked extensively about that. And, and I think it's important that we talk about that role, Ka'imi Loa and the avaracious seeking of knowledge of oneself and your partner to have a balanced relationship, to have Pono in your relationship. Wow, I'm trying to wrap my head around all of that because that is so much to learn and grasp. Um, I guess we can dive a little bit deeper into how Ka'iniloa is going to relate to love Pono and healthy relationships. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So let's talk about why it's important to know yourself. As a matter of fact, uh, there was one study that was published in 2018 in the Journal of Youth and Adolescence. And in this study, they found that young adults who were more assertive that they had better problem solving skills in their relationships than young adults who were not assertive. So let's break that down in terms of self-knowledge, right? So in order to know yourself, you have to understand what your values are, what your beliefs are, what your boundaries are. And we're gonna come back to that, right? Values, beliefs, boundaries. I wish I could make a cool acronym out of that, um, but <laughs> if you come up with one, let me know. But values, beliefs, boundaries is what I'm going to come back to. But in the meantime, 
you also have to have a sense of um, your, your personality style. So let's talk a little bit about this idea of being assertive, right? What's the difference between being assertive and being aggressive? Like, what would you say is the difference between those two words? Assertive would be showing that you're, you're being serious about something and mm -hmm. aggressive would be, I feel like a, a little bit bossy or. <laughs> yeah, right. So someone who's aggressive doesn't take into account someone else's feelings when they do stuff, right? Think about an aggressive driver, someone who just cuts you off on an H1 and you're like, hey, what's wrong with you? Like they're not thinking about the people around them. They're just doing what they want to do. They're only thinking mm -hmm. about themselves. That's an aggressive stance, right? Whereas an assertive person knows who they are, what their boundaries are, what their beliefs and values are. And then they're able to, in a respectful way, kind of um, initiate those, those boundaries, beliefs, and values. So they're able to, with respect to other people, say, this is as far as I'm willing to go. So an assertive person does take into account other people's thoughts, feelings, beliefs, behaviors, but that individual is also able to do it in a way that feels empowering and feels authentic to themselves. Authentic meaning genuine, meaning like, you know, it's, it vibes with who you are as a person. So an assertive person in a relationship might say, I really would prefer if you would do X, if you would do the laundry, for example, uh, to help me out during the week since I'm so busy and I will be happy to do the dishes. So in that kind of sort of statement, the person is saying exactly what it is that they would prefer. They're not saying it in a passive aggressive way. Like sometimes I just wish I had some help doing the laundry. That's passive aggressive, right? Mm -hmm. People around here would be more helpful. That's a too, right? So, right. and a little bit passive aggressive, like you're going to create a conflict with that kind of statement. But rather, they're being direct with their partner. They're saying what they prefer. And they're also saying how they're going to add some balance, some pono to the situation by saying, and I will do the dishes. So assertive communication is part of um, what we found out in multiple studies. This just being one of them, the one I just talked about, um, those people who were more assertive, and these were young adults, um, on, they, took, they gave them a questionnaire and mm -hmm. assertiveness questionnaire. And the people, the young adults who scored higher on the questionnaire for assertiveness also were able to solve problems better later on in their adult relationships. So think about this for a minute. The better you are at being able to communicate your wants, thoughts, feelings, desires, then the better you are at being able to work your way out of a challenging situation in your relationships. Isn't that kind of cool? Definitely. And I, I can totally understand and um, sort of think back to what you're saying based on life experiences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because in past relationships, I, I feel like I didn't know what my wants, thoughts, and my desires were, which enabled the individual to be able to take advantage of that mm -hmm. and then the balance in the relationship was really thrown off and after mm -hmm. I took time to really find myself and realize what I want and don't want and what I need I feel like I'm in a lot healthier relationship and standpoint because I now 
know and understand what I want and can understand that I'm not being, you know, aggressive when I'm asking for something that I need or want, but I'm being assertive. And so that our relationship has balance and we we're not arguing because we understand what one needs and wants. And usually one person does prefer, right? Like to cook or clean or take out the trash or do dishes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's such a great example that you just shared with me because when you're saying that you're able to communicate better with your partner as well, aloha and that communication. So yeah. So what you were talking about with regard to being able to be a better communicator in your relationship and understanding that you have the right um, and actually not just the right to be assertive and state what it is that you want need, but also it's actually showing respect to your partner when you do so. Because how can I know what you want if you don't know what you want? How can I be a good partner for you if you're not able to communicate to me what is it you want and need, right? So the idea is that it's helpful for your partner as well when you're able to communicate assertively. And again, that all goes back to the idea of ka'imi loa, seeking knowledge of self is not a selfish thing. It actually can allow you to be a much better contributor and partner in your relationships uh, when you know yourself, what your boundaries are and how to be able to communicate that. So to bring this even back uh, full circle a little bit to the of Ka'imi Loa, um, this idea that you expressed about empathy, right? So now you've obtained a kind of level of understanding of what the other person in the relationship is going through. And so you have knowledge now of what that person is going through. So now it's not just acquiring the knowledge, but how are you now going to apply it to enhance or make your relationship better? So I think that's another component of it is, yes, there's the you know, seeking of knowledge of oneself and others in the world. And um, then it's also applying that knowledge so that you can um, engage in the world and engage with your partner in more meaningful and positive ways. So you can't just have empathy and let it sit with you. You have empathy, but then you use empathy to maybe let you respond in a way that's more supportive. So maybe you're not going to you know, pick an argument when you come home from work. You know, if I come home from work and the dishes aren't done, I could see, and I've been married to my husband, it'll be 24 years in June. And um, so you can bet that we've had a lot of time to, to really seek knowledge of self and each other. But right. I can see how, and he works remotely. Um, I could come home and there might be dishes in the sink from, let's say, this morning or the night before. And my immediate feeling in that moment might be irritation. But again, if I have empathy about maybe what he was going through with his gazillion meetings during the day and whatever else that he had to do, then I might take a moment, pause. So I'll use that empathy to inform maybe how my next interaction with him will be. So rather than responding in a way that's kind of passive aggressive, like it looks like the same dishes are here this morning that was here, you know, that are here now. <laughs> Instead, I might respond in a way that's a little bit more supportive and say, oh, um, looks like we have some dishes to do before we cook dinner. Notice how I said we, not you have some dishes to do, even though he's the main guy who does the dishes, right? I don't really like to do dishes. So, but I will say, oh, it looks like we have some dishes to do before um, we prepare dinner. How about we divide this up? So, 
I mean, I'll unload the dishwasher and you can load it up. How would you like to do it? And so in that way, I'm giving a constructive solution to something that really could have been an argument because he would have been upset that I started in on dishes right when I'm coming in the door. I would have been upset that it looks like stuff hasn't been done and maybe that he wasn't doing anything all day when in fact that wasn't the case. And so one of the keys to a successful relationship of any sort is to try to prevent as much as you can, unnecessary conflicts and arguments and disagreements. Yes, you're going to, we're going to disagree and have conflict at some point, but if you can prevent it ahead of time, and that's going back to that knowledge situation, right, then you can actually um, experience less conflict than you might realize. Right, and it sounds like that takes, you know, it probably takes a lot of skill to be able to know when and how to apply you know, empathy and when to be assertive versus aggressive, because there are times where you, you do need to be aggressive in certain situations, right? Or am I? What would be a situation where you feel like someone would need to be aggressive in a relationship? I feel like, you know, if you're, you know, you're really assertive and you're speaking of your needs and your wants, and Mm -hmm. they're just, you know, they're really put aside or, they, mm-hmm. they come back to you in an aggressive way, even though you're trying to be assertive and you're trying to honor their feelings and trying to prevent an argument and yeah. prevent conflict. Yeah. So then I would say you can be aggressive. I'm okay. I'm about to blow your mind with this one. You can be aggressive about the assertion of your boundaries. Boom, drop the mic. Okay. So let me repeat that. You can be aggressive about assertively setting your boundaries. So let's talk about that for a minute, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so what are boundaries? A lot of times in a relationship, like the boundaries words has like a negative connotation because it means setting limits. But let's think about it for a minute. Let's say that you have, um, you know, a house um, with lots of acres around it. I don't know who has this in Hawaii, but whatever. Also some land. And you have um, a, a puppy, like I have, right? And you mm-hmm. want the puppy go outside. Are you just going to open the door and let the puppy go outside? Absolutely not. Okay, so what will you do to make sure the puppy is safe when, they, when she goes outside? Well, you could have a gate in your property or you could mm-hmm. you know, stand out there and watch the puppy or you could put it on a leash. Yeah, and right. Take it out. So many options. Yes. So many options. But most likely you'll do the first thing that you said, right? You're, you're going to create a gate, a fence, a boundary in order to keep the puppy safe. So the boundary is not to be mean to the puppy and say, hey, you can't go any farther than that tree, right? It's not to be mean. So, and that's what people think boundaries sometimes are. They get a little defensive when you're setting a boundary, like you're being mean to them. No, actually, this is helpful for us because now we know this is what we can do. Yes, we also know the areas where we should not go and where we cannot go, but this also tells us what we can do, which is a lot more fun and a lot more freeing because we know what those limits are now. So understand that knowledge of self does allow for you to set healthy boundaries. And, you know, there are a couple of really important relationship boundaries that are important to set. Um, According to a website called consciousrethink.com. 
So I'll give you the link to that. It's consciousrethink.com.